Hello, everyone. Welcome back to 4PF Football Podcast. Uh, me and Ernie are back with another podcast uh, with a special guest that Ernie will introduce right now. Yes, sir. Today, today we have a special guest. You want to introduce yourself? Yeah. Hi. Hi, everyone. My name is Asim. Very happy to, happy to join to be joining the podcast today. Heard a lot of great things. Yes, uh, I am a two-year football fan. So my knowledge is not that deep. I've been watching for two seasons now, but I'm ready to get into some hot takes today. Yes, sir. We're happy to have you. <clears throat> All right. So we're just going to we're gonna start like we usually do for the playoffs so far. We'll break down or review what happened in the, in the divisional round this past week, and then we'll just talk about the two conference championships if we have time. Um, we might get into some other topics, but but we might we might just just go in depth in these into these games since we don't have as much. We'll see. But anyway, um, we'll just go in order. So first game that was um, Ravens and Ravens, Ravens, the Ravens versus the Texans. Yeah. yeah. So what do you what do you guys see in that one? Hope you could, you could go you could tell me what you saw first. Okay, so uh, I'm not gonna lie. The Tex the Texans really had me in the first half, right? They were able to with I think they had five penalties for like fifty yards or something, and then there were uh this they still went to halftime tied ten and ten. That's that's why I was I was actually a little bit scared for the Ravens. I was like if they can fix up their penalties, right? They can come out in the second half and put up a really good fight against this Raven team and probably even clutch it out. But that's when Lamar Jackson showed out and um in the second half, yeah I think he had two rushing touchdowns in that span and um. He also the, the the issue was with me was I was I was kind of kind of surprised that Isaiah likely didn't have that many targets in the first half, and then they come out in the second half and um they were I I mean he had that he had that one um touchdown where he lost Dirk Stingley, and um I mean I I feel like that's one I I wonder if it had to do a little bit with the rust of them playing that bad in the first half because when when the when the Ravens came out second half it just seemed like everything was clicking for them, um Lamar was able to. Get, get downfield right defense was able to get stops i mean defense was able to get stops for the majority of the game right the um their i mean their touchdown did really come on a what's it called on a punt return the one for a touchdown but i mean just second half they just seemed a lot better team than they did in the first half so that's kind of what i saw yeah, yeah for, for 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 me I, I will say i think the game was never really in i didn't think the game was ever really in question i think um the fact that the fact I mean you could tell all night the Texans could not really move the ball. They had like 30, 38 rushing yards or so and shot at less than two hundred passing yards. So I think it was a matter of time before it got put away. But um, yeah, what do you think? It's yeah, I was gonna basically say what you just said. Um, it this score was a lot closer than the game was early on. Like the ten ten, it was a punt return, and I remember the first like five drives or not first five drives like like the first five plays at the um that the Texans had, I felt bad, dude. The, the The defense from the Ravens was absolutely smoking them. They weren't getting anything going. Um, the punt return happened, and the Ravens were getting, like, longer drives, but they were getting stopped by the Texans, so it was good. But I think, like, when they came back from the half, you just saw the difference in class between the teams. Like, the, the Texans definitely had a great season, right? But I think they got farther than they should have gotten, right? Um, I think the Browns matchup was easy for them. And they really can't compete with the rest of the top of the AFC, at least right now. Future is bright and great and everything. But I think they were overhyped after that, that um, basically Flacco meltdown, I'd say. But 
yeah, I think good game, but I agree. It was never that close. Yeah, just a matter of time, I'd say, I guess. Yeah, anything else you guys want to add on that game? You what, what do you think? I, I have one question for you. Yeah. It's like, what do you think they can do this offseason to like make themselves significantly better, if anything? Mm, I I think they I think they just need personnel from what I've seen. Um, you know, it definitely hurt that Tank Dell was out for the year. Um, CJ Stroud is gonna probably take a jump. I mean, I mean, he probably had maybe the best rookie year as a quarterback of all time. He might have. And I mean, you're probably only going to get better from there. Um, so so yeah, I don't getting know about that actually. Herbert yeah. Herbert's best year is probably his first one, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I think you could make a, a decent argument that Stroud's year was better. I, I, at least for me, watching it, I mean, I, 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 I feel like it's close. I mean, I, I would tend to lean to saying Stroud's was probably a little better. Mm-hmm. I mean, both of them were amazing. It's like. Yeah. You know, if someone thinks Herbert is better, it, it, it's fine. No, no. I mean, my um, point was more so like you said it'll only get better. Herbert oh, oh. has like, yeah, yeah. it's kind of, yeah, no, no, you're right. You're, yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying. I mean, he's been in a tough situation. I think, I think it's a different situation when you, you know, um, offensive coordinator wise. I mean, Bobby Slowick is, is a guy that's getting a lot of interviews right now. He, he's definitely someone that's, um, been very beneficial for Stroud's career. So hopefully, you know, if he stays, if he leaves, I mean, that could, I could definitely do potentially derail, but I mean, I, I trust someone like D'Amico is smart enough to understand that you want to keep a good, good offensive coordinator around. I mean, there's a reason why Brandon Staley was fired. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, like, yeah, I mean, just, I mean, build up, build up the defense. Maybe um, they have a, they have a nice, really nice um, young middle linebacker who I think is a rookie and, you know, he's only going to get better. Will Anderson's a rookie um they're gonna get better i think i think they just they just a little they were just a little young for me and maybe a couple pieces away but i feel feel like also like a more consistent run game i don't know if they really had that consistent Mm -hmm. run game and to be i mean to to match it with some of these good teams you just gotta just gotta have a good run game at least yeah yeah i mean they lucked a single terry this year he had a great second half but they definitely need more depth there yeah 35 yards in a in the playoff game is not gonna cut it i i think he was averaging less than one yard at some point he just had like like a big like 15 yard run that got him above one. Yeah. Tigers Niners. Who wants to do this one? <laughs> Ern, you can start. You, you no, you you can start with something. I'll start. That's, okay. Yeah, yeah. So as like I've only watched the Niners the last two years. So from yeah. this offense, I've seen only two types of games, right? You start yeah. off hot, you keep playing well, and you keep the lead, right? Maybe it gets shaky here and there in the middle, but you're fine. Or I've seen it's like for whatever reason, it's a beatdown, right? The Ravens game this year, the Eagles game last year, the Bengals game also, I'd say, was a beatdown. And this was the first time where it was like a big, impactful game against a good team where you weren't sure, right? Like halfway through, I mean, I had confidence, right? Like I'm a big Kashanan fan. I like Brock and everything, but I'd be lying if I was comfortable ever in that game, right? So it was a very interesting experience. I think um, that Brock performance was outside of the last drive wasn't the greatest, right? You can say like it wasn't check downs. It wasn't blah, 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 whatever. But off mark throws, it was raining, whatever. So coming out of that game, I'm less confident than I was going into that game. Um, 
just simply because I wasn't one of the people who was like, oh, Brock can never come back from behind. Like, like Shanahan can never do it. I never believed that strategy. That should bogus. It's like every other team probably has similar numbers or whatever. But I think Packers have a great future. And I think the Lions have a lot of things that they can exploit this week. So we'll see. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I mean, regardless of what you think the reason for what had happened, for why stuff happened, I think definitely, definitely my confidence is a little, a little less than before the week. But yeah, I hope. Yeah, no, I just think, I just think the Packers got out. I mean, I think the Niners got outcoached by the Packers and Matt LaFour. I think they just came in with a way better game plan than the Niners did, right? Um, Because the Packers were in it for the majority of the game, right? And they just had, it was, it was just missed opportunities for them. They had a drop pick six, maybe one of the easiest drop picks, uh, pick sixes that he could have had in his career, right? They had a, a missed field goal. And they had two turnovers uh, by Jordan Love, right? Two picks. One um, one where he kind of threw it behind the, his guy and one where he was just trying to make a field, play downfield and really should, just shouldn't have thrown that ball at all. Um, and so that's why, I don't know, it's it's it's, it's, a little, it's definitely a little bit concerning for me, but I, I, I would still have to wonder if this has to do anything with, like, not some of their players not playing for, like, a week and, like, that rust building up which I guess in like recent years has kind of been like a a bit big issue for teams that mm-hmm. have been on by. What do you what do you what ways do you think the Packers game plan was better than the than the Niners? I just, they just like they just seem to have control for most mm-hmm. of the game. And then it was just it was just really just two big run plays by CMC that that really kind of kept them close. And they, I know they had that one big uh drive where George Kittle just was able to punch it in, but you said well, they use Aaron Jones usually had, plays bad against the Niners. He, I feel like Aaron Jones had a really mm-hmm. good pl- game plan. Um, I mean, the Packers were really able to move the down ball downfield to um, that that uh, that play where Ambry Thomas had that uh, pass interference. It was probably a better pass interference called then because he he was kind of beat and the ball was underthrown. So if, if yeah. Jordan if Jordan Love puts that ball on him, he's probably scoring right there. So yeah, Ambry Thomas, I, man. I, I just feel like if Jordan Love didn't have those two picks, it would have been a really good performance by him. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I think he still, I think you can say he had two picks and outside of that, he played well. It's just tough that he had those picks. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that last one kind of reminded me of the Vikings game when, when Brock could have gone down the field and 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 he made, um he threw a pick to, what's his name, Bynum in the, at the end of the game while they were trying to do a similar thing coming back um and needing a touchdown kind of just kind of reminded me of like a young player who's not exactly not exactly um there yet in terms of being able to have comeback drives like that but um <clears throat> yeah going back to the Niners I mean a lot of I I guess like a lot of the, the story now is about is about Brock Purdy and you know was he you know is this him is he good like it's it's funny to me how people can 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 move the goalposts so many different times in terms of, you know, okay, he's playing well with with all his players, but can he come from behind? And then now he comes from behind, and people are gonna say, okay, but he had a bad game. So it's like we've seen him have a good game for the majority of the game, seventeen times, and now he finally one time shows you can come from behind as well. So now you have seen him do both. Um, and people are going to complain about him not 
not having a good game. And I, I, I'm assuming you guys have seen that Ryan Clark thing where he was talking about, <clears throat> where he was talking about, like I'm happy we don't. I don't. I the whole year I had to pretend that Brock Party is a good quarterback and he's in he's in the MVP conversation. And and to that, I mean, it's just I I, I kind of wanted to bring that up just because I thought it was funny. Like, who was making you say that? You're so you're just admitting that you were lying. What credibility do you have anymore for when when you say things? How do I know that you're just you know being forced to say that? So I I I just want to bring that up because I thought that was so stupid. But I will say, I mean, I think a lot of the things, I think a lot of things went into went into that game. I think looking, watching back that game, I watched a lot of the a lot of the throws again, and and I feel like a lot of things went wrong for him. And I think it wasn't as bad as I as I felt on screen. Like me and the team had said that this was probably the most stressful game um, for for the 49ers game that that we've ever seen. And and I think you know, the, so the weather was definitely a factor. <clears throat> um, you know, I I don't think you can blame everything on it, but I would say a couple throws were definitely impacted by by probably the wet ball, and then on top of that, you had bad decisions that pick six to um, what's the name, Savage. You know, yeah. they were playing they were playing yeah quarters defense, and it was like a it was like a slant or a post or something right into right into the one of the middle two safeties. I mean. It, it was it was almost like he was trying to throw it to him so that was definitely a bad decision there was maybe a couple couple of missed opportunities <clears throat> and then i think i think a lot of things i think everything that could have been bad or could have gone wrong i think went wrong i mean there was a couple throws where receivers slipped i think there was one throw where a lot of people you know on the broadcast on the tv copy i looked at it and said wow he almost threw a pick looking back on it there was a throw specifically where Juwan jennings slipped he couldn't jump up to 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 catch the ball that Brock had thrown with anticipation, and then because of that, it hits one of the defenders in the hands. So I I honestly personally don't I don't blame that on Brock. I don't think it's a turnover worthy play. I think he only had one interceptable ball, which was you know don't get me wrong horrendous. Um, <clears throat> and on top of that, I mean they got they got a ton of pressure. Ninety seven Kenny Clark. I mean he he's just a monster. Um. 68 Colton McKivitz got absolutely worked all day I mean I think there was there was like legitimately I mean looking back watching those plays was honestly scary for me personally there was legitimately at least three plays where Brock got his his shoulder or his arm hit like like his arm same exact thing as what happened last year where he is in his throwing motion and getting his arm hit from this from front on there was at least like two or three of those where I'm like I mean that it looked like what happened last year. And then on top of that, the the throw to you guys must have seen the throw to Ray Ray McLeod where he the mm-hmm. defender on him slips. They're on they're not on the same page. Yeah. You know, it some people might might want you to just keep going if the guy slipped. The route was supposed to be um a, a corner stop. So he was supposed to stop according to the route, but but um they just weren't on the same page. Another thing, that's another thing that went wrong. I think I think a lot of things contributed into making the game not look as good, but in the end, right? Final drive, six for seven. Um, Kittle had the only drop, so he was damn near perfect. He used his legs when he needed to in the end to to set up the McCaffrey touchdown. Um, he still could have been better. There was still some more reads that he could have had, but he made clutch throw on third down to Ayuk. Um, clutch throw, a little bit lucky to Jennings, I would say. Very, very, very scary of a throw that he threw to Jennings there, but but in the end, I mean, he got it done, 
right? And and that's what that's what Tom Brady has done his whole entire career. And I think I think it's got to be worth something. The fact that he the fact that he was able to overcome all of that and he gets it done in the end. Um, I th- I think that I'm oh, sorry. I think no, I, I was pretty much done. Yeah, the fact that he yeah. was able to overcome that, get it all in, done in the end, and hopefully it's a sign that they kind of that they kind of got their rhythm back. Brock Purdy was the only one who did not play at all in that Week 18 game, so he is the only one that had the most rest or most most opportunity for rest. Yeah, no, I just yeah. think that I think that that final drive is more so just momentum shifting with like a missed field goal and the opportunity of you being able to just go down the field and if you score a touchdown, you're mo- very likely to win the game. So, I mean, I don't know. So I would definitely say it was like a momentum shift right there for them. Sure, so, I mean, it's a moment. It's, it might be a momentum shift, but at the end of the day, he had to take them like 70, 70 something yards, right? So, no, I, so, I think like, Talking about that last drive, I think it also showed something very interesting was that, so watching the game, right, the the whole Shanahan system and even the way Brock is fitting into it, it's all timing based, like, right, all of his throws are anticipation throws. He does like extend plays, but oftentimes they're like faster anticipation throws, right? So early on, they were going for these tighter window throws, but Brock was off. Uh, I think like weather is a big reason um, because like we've seen another example of him playing bad in a weather game or similar. Um, so in the middle of the game, he started checking it down more and more. Right? I was watching actually the game with someone that doesn't watch football that much. And they were complaining, like, why are they running the same play over and over again? I was like, what are you talking about? They're like, yeah, he just keeps passing it to this McCaffrey guy at the bottom. I was like, he was just checking it down. Cause like he didn't want to risk it. Right. He was like trying to play safer ball. Um, and strategically, that's good because the game is still close. There's a lot of time left. Don't force anything. At the end of the game where he was forced to make these tighter throws, he went for it, right? That Ayuk catch down the middle, like that low one was incredible. The yeah. Jennings one that you were talking about, like right above the linebacker and then between the safety and the linebacker, right? Great throw. I mean, it's scary, but you got to make that when you want to come back in a game like that, right? Yeah. The confidence that Brock had in himself, Kyle had in Brock of calling those plays and getting it done, I think is very incredible because this is the first time where like, as an Niners fan, going late into a game that you have hope. I said that before, like I didn't believe the stat that like, oh, Niners can never come back. That is true. But at the same time, you got to see examples, right? Like seeing it happens, like makes you think that, okay, whenever we're one one possession game, we're in that, right? So I think, honestly, the last drive showed a lot. And the next time we're in a situation like that, it's probably better than it looked before. Yeah, and, and if anything, it, it at least shows to me that he can go through a game where a lot of things are working against him. His O-line is not playing not playing the greatest. He he has a wet ball. And he's also, he made some bad decisions just, just generally outside of that. He did not play well regardless of the wet ball. On, on some occasions right and the fact that he was able to to just say like screw that one drive for my career or one drive for my season and he came through i mean it's not it's not like he is the goat because of that but it's something it means something to me so yeah the drive is very mahomey hmm. i don't know i mean i mean still, i still shout out to the packers they, they weren't even supposed to be this far and now they were this close with the number one seed so yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, and and looking back at it, I don't think I, I don't think I would even say that they shouldn't have been this far. I think they were deserving of being this far, to be honest. Like, 
those those receivers, I, I I think I think unbiasedly they're a better team than Dallas. Like I think if they played Dallas ten times, they'd probably win more times than Dallas wins. So like, I mean, good on them. They have a bright future. I would say. They, no, I agree with you, but I think the statement of like they deserved it is sure. But like early on, they were not this good. They had an insane change internally in the team. Like I don't know what happened. But they started playing so much better in the later half, in the later quarter, right? Like these young receivers, it took them a while to get started. Like Jaden Reed, Watson, all these people were like, yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they they got in by the skin of their teeth, but I, yeah. But I mean, they definitely deserved it. I would say. I mean, by the skin of their teeth, though, they deserved. It. They got in. But, yeah, um, okay, I agree. But then I think out of all of the teams, the delta between like the how, their postseason performance versus how played in the regular season, yeah, yeah, they, they like most improved. Yeah, yeah, like like starting maybe like a month before the season ended, I would say, yeah, somewhere yeah. around there. Um, there's one thing. Oh, I was gonna say, just interesting little stat that I remember. Brock Purdy, I think, is tied for the league lead in touchdowns while scrambling. I just wanted to point that out for everyone who says, uh, you know, system quarterback um, only can't create. I just want to point that out. But anyway, <clears throat> next game, next game. Um, that was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Detroit Lions. That boy, Baker. But yeah. Huh? I'm telling you, Baker, he, he earned his contract, whatever he's going to get. The connection he had with Mike Evans that game was nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what do you guys think he's going to get? I think I didn't get, he can get somewhere in like the top 12, 15. Probably like, I probably wouldn't pay him, I probably wouldn't pay him more than like 35. Yeah, I could see him getting 35 though. Yeah. I mean, that's just what the market calls for at this point. Mm -hmm. Like a two week, like a one year 35, two year with a 70, with yeah. A two year 70 with like a maybe you could cut him no dead money after the first year, something like that. Mm -hmm. I, I definitely, he definitely him. deserves it after after the way he played this year. I, I mean, he played better than Tom Brady played for him last year. So mm -hmm. I mean, I don't, I don't know if that really says much though. Tom Brady yeah, is true. Bad, yeah. yeah, true, true. Yeah, but. But I mean, yeah. won a Super Bowl with them not too long ago. I don't think this guy can do that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, their defense was a little bit different, I think, back then. But a defense was a different animal. But but yeah, I mean, he, he it's not a fluke. They made the playoffs. I would say that. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, as for as for like the Detroit Lions versus the Buccaneers, it was um. I mean, the the Bucks definitely started off slow. It it helped that Mike Evans dropped dropped that one ball, and then obviously CJ Garner Johnson got got the pick. And I mean, just the stat. I mean, the Lions Lions were ahead for most of the game, but it can't their ability to just score. Like again, like I've said, they have a really complete offense. Two 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 great running backs, two great receivers, right? And uh, and Russell Gage. Oh no, I'm talking that. I'm talking about Lions. Oh my bad. I just want yeah. to mind. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, so that, that will definitely help the Lions the rest of this postseason. Like their ability to just like be able to go down the field, right? With with like just their offense and Jared Goff playing a great game again, right? No turnovers. As long as Jared Goff has no turnovers, they're in a very solid position to go ahead and win that game. Um, for me, the the biggest. Issue with the Lions is just how Mike Evans was so easily able to just destroy their secondary, right? Their secondary is 
probably like one of the worst secondaries in the league. Not even in the postseason, just just in the, just in the league. They're corners, I'd say. Oh, it, well, Cameron Sun and whoever the other corner is. Yeah, especially especially Cameron Sun. <laughs> yeah, because they yeah. they got some dogs at safety. Yeah, see, no, CJ Garner Johnson. I've been saying that that, that man's Dirt, a menace. What's his name? Dirt Kirby, Dirty Hit Joseph. <laughs> okay, but anyways, I mean, the, the the Bucks, they had a shot at the very end, and it came down to Baker with that pick. I, I wonder if Baker was really trying to force force downfield and tr- like sort of some because he was sort of in a position like Jordan Love where he had to score. I mean, Jordan Love had to get a field goal, but Baker Mayfield had to go and score a touchdown, right? So yeah. he, he had to move the ball downfield. And um, I mean, I get, I guess that's why it was more so like a fourth ball. But I mean, if if you want to go ahead and uh, advance the next, because you got to do something like what Brock Perry did, you have to go down the field and score a touchdown. And I mean, Baker just wasn't able to do that. Uh, you you said that like the Lions have a great chance when uh, Goff doesn't turn the ball over, right? I don't think you can assume that. This guy is like, he's a good QB, right? He's playing, he almost plays great football when he's he has good protection. You give this guy pressure, he will give you some of the most atrocious throws you've seen, right? Like if the, I know this is where peeking ahead, but if the Niners can like stress him out, right? Kind let's, of let's, save point, let's, save, let's, let's save that. If you want to talk right, about we'll it. We'll save it, we'll save it. We'll save no, it. I, I, I 100% agree with you. I, I've said that about golf before too. Yeah, I, I don't have that much faith in Goff. I think, like, defensively, a lot of people can do a lot of things to make this guy kind of flustered. Um, and their stronger suit is their is their running game, right? Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm more scared of. And Dan Campbell is a psycho. And if, like, the cards fall in their favor, they, they can do some damage. Yeah. Well, I'm going to say, I know it was against the Chicago Bears, but they were able to beat the Chicago Bears, and he still had three picks, so... I'd say, yeah. I'd say that they have that under their belt, at least. Yeah. The the thing I was saying earlier, by the way, um, CJ Gardner-Johnson, he, he was talking about, did you guys hear, he was talking about Baker. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he said, he said, yeah, like the quarterback's not too great, but they have they have good receivers. They have, you know, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Russell Gage. And Baker responded and he was like, he was like, he was like, you know, um, I appreciate the compliments about my receiver, but but Russell Gage actually has not played a snap for us this whole year, so <laughs> I think he's not watching the film. Um, uh, but yeah, that was that was just the joke I was making. Yeah. I mean, but, um, I'd yeah. like to add. I I I just don't I don't understand why Chris Godwin wasn't a bigger part of their game plan. He he's a really solid receiver, and I think he only mm-hmm. finished with three catches for like very little yards. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I remember. I feel like he's. I feel like he's just kind of been not not too big part of their offense you know ever since i feel like he he should be a bigger part of their offense i mean mm-hmm. i remember a couple of years ago he 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 was you know he, he was leading the league damn near in catches and and whatnot and and yeah i feel like just they've just they've just constantly underused him for for the past couple of years to be honest but okay i'm um, two things one very quick note i think like the way tampa bay approached that game is very like very traditional right like you have a great, great number one, and if he's producing, then just keep on going at him. And then they went to Cade Ot- or Otten. Yeah. I forget what his first name. Yeah, Cade Otten. well, stuff. But second question I have is, um, when Tampa was down by fourteen, right? They score, 
it was in like later in the fourth, right? And instead of just kicking it and being a seven point game, they go for it there. I was very confused why they went for it. Like, I know next gen stats or whatever says you should go for it, but how do you guys feel about that? You think that was a good call? Oh, um, it, I mean, it's, I feel like it's one of those where if it doesn't work, it, it doesn't seem like a good call, but when it does work, um, it is a good call, but I definitely would take the set, uh, the extra point and make it a seven point game. And just, cause if you, if it's, if you don't score that two point, I'm, I'm just worried about just like you losing any momentum. Like, I, I, I know, I know I keep bringing up momentum, but I feel like momentum is such a big thing in some of these games, especially a playoff game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. I, I mean, I think just, just tie it up, especially, especially, you know, you, it's not like you have, mm, yeah, I mean, I, I just think tie it up, like, let's not get too crazy. You know, it's, it's, it's a, it's, you're already down. It just feels so, so much like you're in a hole if you need, if you need two point conversion on the next play. But, okay, Chiefs, Chiefs Bills. This was, you know, matchup for the ages. Right. I, like I said before, it might be better than the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe if Josh Allen was good, but no, I'm just, I'm just kidding. I mean, a lot of his yards were from checkdowns that went like 12, 13 yards. <laughs> Okay, Hope, what do you what do you see? What do you see from um, your guy Mahomes? Uh, so okay, let's talk let's talk about Mahomes. <laughs> <laughs> he I like he played what I think would be one of the a, a very perfect game for a quarterback, right? I'm not not to take anything away from Josh Allen, because I think Josh Allen also played as long as you in games where like you have touchdowns and you don't interceptions, like in my book, that's almost like a damn near perfect game, right? But that's what Mahomes was able to do. I mean it, it definitely helped that. I think some of their best um, line, some of their best defensive players were just hurt, right? He, he was going up against the backup linebacking crew, right? That definitely helps. That's why I think Kelsey was able to have a really good game this week, right? Um, I mean, the, they did the one thing where I think you were very mad about them for not doing last week. They were able to run the ball, right? And they actually ran the ball this week. And they used they used Pacheco when they needed to use Pacheco. And they're, they're just able to, I mean, the, the guys that I was like, Scared of him passing the ball to, we're able to. MVS had a get, good catch. Um, the only guy that still let me down this week was Nicole, right? That when he when he fumbled into the end zone, that's something I want to talk about. I, um, but yeah, that's what like I was like they could have iced that game at that point, but that that was just that was just a huge um turnover for them, right? And um, but I mean, still Mahomes was he did everything perfectly, right? I don't I don't really know if he had a bad play that game, right? And um. Yeah, that's how I saw it, especially for Mahomes. If if you want to add anything to that, yeah. I'm, so I mean, I, I don't have too much to to add, but I will say, I mean, I feel like a theme for me this whole year for the Chiefs has been just, you know, they'll 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 be, you know, they have Mahomes, generational quarterback, and it'll just be one a couple plays here or there that just absolutely screw them over and they've just not been playing consistent football they've not been running the ball they've not been as good at us offense at all nearly this whole entire year and and I just all I wanted to say I mean they I mean they tried it again Miko tried his hardest to keep this a football game I mean yeah it, 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 you're waiting you're waiting for the you know the, the play that the Chiefs are going to make that's going to screw it up and and let the other team back in the game and Miko did it. it I mean it was like it was like I was like wow it's not happening it's not happening and 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 there you go. Finally, it happens where the Chiefs are, are finally, you know, maybe throwing the throwing, or not throwing the game away, but 
but making it closer than it has to be. Um, and they managed to overcome it. I mean, it's kind of been, a, I feel like, a theme of, of the Chiefs all year, whether it be Tony's offsides, Tony's interceptions, other players' drops, Kelsey's drops, whoever it may be. Um, I would like to say Rashi Rice. I mean, great player. They would not be here without that guy. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I, I, I will say um, what I wanted to add is, I mean, this – it's honestly highly unprecedented. We talked about the Packers who turned it on four weeks before the the uh, the regular season ended. I mean, the Chiefs never really, I think, turned it on to that extent. It is it is highly unprecedented for a team to be able to have the the type of um, the type of year that they have, where it just doesn't it doesn't ever look good. It doesn't look like they ever turned it on and win one playoff game on the road, win two playoff game on the road against against the Bills. Who I mean, the Chiefs probably have a little bit of a better roster given the injuries that the Bills have right now. But still, the Bills were kind of on a roll and kind of doing whatever it needed to take to get things done. And the Chiefs were, you know, had had not been doing that. They had been the team that was screwing it up and not running the ball like they should have been. They had not been playing to the strength, which was their defense and making the game muddy and and running the ball and and understanding they're not going to be a team that, you know, throws 50 touchdowns in a year like Mahomes did his rookie year. Um <clears throat> But, but I mean, playoff Mahomes. I mean, credit them. They, I, I did. I, I just think it's insane that they are able to turn it on this way when they need to. I mean, I, I don't think it ever happens. But shit, these guys just might be different. And I will say, maybe the fact that they have to go on the road. I mean, they've done it at home every single year. Maybe it's a little bit more of a motivation. It's something that, you know, we've never had to go on the road before. This year, it's like, okay, let's prove that we can do this too now, instead of just being at home and protecting home the whole time so maybe that that might be something that they're they're looking to prove Mahomes loves to definitely you know prove prove people wrong he had the, the little four about the top 100 with Lamar you know back then he definitely doesn't shy away from proving people wrong or, or wanting an edge so that might be that's something that plays into it too especially the fact that they've been counted out a lot yeah I great analysis about the Chiefs guys but I'll say a little thing about the Bills um I think Josh Allen's brain is broken after that 13 second game, especially when he's playing against Mahomes. He he feels like he has to play hero ball. And at certain points he he does have to, but he forces it, right? And the interesting thing is that when they got rid of the OC and they got the new one, right? They did that swap. That like I think the very next game or the one after that, they made James Cook the offense. That man rushed for like 200 yards plus or whatever, right? Insane. And the I think the Bills coaches are scared of Mahomes or are scared of uh, their own quarterback, Josh Allen, right? Like they are making him do checkdowns. They're they're doing these like behind line of scrimmage passes or whatever because they're scared of the turnovers. And at the end where they needed him to play hero ball, they forced him to, right? So unless he figures out this like consistent middle ground where he can play where slightly less turnovers, slightly less explosive plays, that's the only way where they have uh, way forward but I don't know I think like I if if he couldn't do it this year I have even less faith like moving on from now on I think Mahomes or Josh Allen will just be like his career will be a shadow or it'll be shadowed by Mahomes just because you probably you can't get get past him mm-hmm. yeah I think he did I think he played I think he played a, a pretty solid game could have been a little better though um I think it could have been a little better. They could have had some more pieces healthy, which would have helped. But, but, but yeah. I mean, 
I mean, offensively, most of their guys were there except for Gabe Davis, right? But Shakir, yeah, play Gabe. Shakir, you think, you think, sorry, you think you think big play Gabe is catching the deep ball or no? <laughs> probably. Yeah, he's the only one that can do that. Probably. But I mean, Shakir really picked it up for them, and he yeah. was actually he 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 got a he got a touchdown on the guy that didn't give up a single touchdown this whole year, right? On Snead, and um, yeah. I mean, I, like I said, it I, I I probably said it like the last three or four podcasts when I'm talking about the Bills. Where's where's Stephon Diggs been, right? He just hasn't been a big part of this offense, and I I feel like this offense, especially the passing game, has to run through him, right? He's he's their best guy. He's the guy that's getting paid like one of the top receivers in the league. So they they definitely need to pass him the ball a lot more and um get, get him going in some of these big games, especially like this game. Like mm-hmm. they they definitely should have passed him to him more a little bit. And I mean, go, going back to the Bills, just offense uh, as 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 a team in general, I just think that this year was just the weakest that they've been. Um, when playing uh Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, so you're saying like injuries? Yeah, just just like injury wise, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, but I mean, it it helped a lot when Josh Allen played against the Chiefs defense, where they lost two of like their top top guys on defense in like the first first five plays of the game, right? They lost they lost their safety twenty one, right, Edwards, and they lost Willie Gate. I was gonna be a spy on Josh Allen. Like the first five games of the game, uh, first five plays of the game. So, so I think Josh Allen possibly had a, a little bit better of a game than he probably could have. So I also think the Chiefs, Chiefs, like it was like it was, like, it was looking like they just couldn't get a stop for like at least the first half. In the second half, they definitely picked it up. Or just times were like, wow, they're they're actually stopping them behind the line of scrimmage, right? Plays that went for negative yards, and then they, they definitely picked it up in the second half. Okay, I know we want to move on, but one very small thing. You said they need to involve Stefan Diggs more. In the second half of the season, I think the stat is he had double the targets of Shakir, but the same number of yards. Like, he is just not straight up producing. Mm-hmm. And he's getting all that money. He's throwing fits all over on the field, off the field, whatever. I don't think that is going to work out for much longer. I don't think Diggs is going to be in uh, Buffalo for longer. And I think there's some change coming. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I would agree with that, but I I feel like Stefan Diggs is just too good of a player to just I don't know move on from him or just yeah. just just not give him the ball because he's definitely a guy that can just change the game. I mean, I I've seen enough from him. I've seen him. Uh, he absolutely torched the the Dolphins when he played them the first time this this year. He had like three touchdowns for like 150. Like mm-hmm. it, it, it this is a guy that definitely needs the ball in his hands to, to be able to produce. I I I understand that he definitely had the targets and um. He just didn't produce this year, but I they, they definitely need to work, work out like him him and Allen because him and Allen definitely have that connection. They just need to work out how they can be able to produce and win win these games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be interesting what happens what happens there moving forward. But let's get into this upcoming weekend's game. So twelve thirty and three thirty are the two the two conference championship games. First one AFC championship is the Kansas City Chiefs. At the Baltimore Ravens, twelve thirty p.m. Uh, Pacific time, start time. So, what do you guys think? <clears throat> oh. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'll say it again. As long as they have Mahomes, they have a sh- shot, right? But this is definitely a Ravens team that is, I probably say, a lot better than the 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 Dolphins that they played in the first round. A lot better than the the Bills that they played. They just played, especially defensively, right? Um, um, so. I think it'll it'll probably be a game very similar to what happened in that Buffalo, right? Where it's like a game that's like within like one score 
and possibly could go with whoever has the ball in their hand in the last uh, the last drive and is able to score, right? Um, um, for for Lamar Jackson, right? He's getting he's actually getting Mark Andrews back this week, so that, so that could possibly be huge for him as another weapon. Um, I'm hoping I'm hoping they go if they if they really need to they go double tight end and don't take Isaiah likely out because he's been huge for them. Uh, even it was huge for them this last game, and um, yeah, um, uh, I feel like it's gonna be hard for them to be able to pass the ball just because if if they put if they get Snead traveling around with Zay Zay Flowers like I don't I don't know how big of a factor he would be right. So I'm wondering how some of these like secondary receivers would be able to step up for Lamar Jackson and the Ravens this week. Um, and um, their running game, I mean, I think I think it was whatever last last week, mm-hmm. right? Um, as for, as for the chiefs, um, they're definitely going to have to stick to that run and be able to pass the ball to both Travis Kelsey and Rashid Rice. And, um, I think, I think, I think they, they could have some success with passing to their receivers. Right. I think, um, Marlon Humphrey's coming back, but like, will he be able to be at a hundred percent? Right. That's, that's my concern. And then they just got a bunch of other, like, um, backups playing at their secondary, so, yeah. Yeah, same. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I don't have much to say for this game because at this point with this Chiefs team, I just don't know, right? Like everything, you look at every stat, you look at matchup-wise, everything, the Ravens should win this game straight up. But I've seen enough of Mahomes now where I can never just like say, yeah, it's not good. Like they're not in the game, right? I think even Vegas is reflecting that the line is what, like three and a half or something last I checked. And based off like every number you can look at, the Ravens should be blowing out the Chiefs, right? Like the entire Chiefs season is what? They make mistakes. The Ravens this year do not make mistakes. They don't turn the ball over. They exploit mistakes, right? If you make a mistake against the Ravens, they will punish you, right? So um, I like logically, I think it is not going to be a close game. Um, you will see that Lamar's whole like postseason bust thing isn't true, right? I think like he's gonna have a very good game. I think Patrick Mahomes will still have a great game, right? But at the end of the day, the pieces around um around Lamar are just so much more consistent, I'd say, even not better, maybe, than Mahomes has this year. Um, and it'll be heck of a game, but my money's on on Baltimore. Yeah. That's, I mean, that definitely makes makes a lot of sense. I'd say that's probably the smart, the smart take for me. I mean, it, a lot of this stuff, I feel, when, when I say, or let me just start by saying, I I just don't want to bet against Mahomes in the playoffs. And a lot of that stuff, when people say it, I feel like it's just like. It's media talk. It's not real. You know, you, you, you ask a player about it and they'll say, you know, that people just want to want to ride big player names. They're they're not. It's not really how football works. You don't just say, oh, the, Mahomes is great in the playoffs. You know, if you played bad the whole year, you're going to play bad in the playoffs. Not that he's played bad. I'm just just bringing up an example. But like I said, when we we're talking about the Chiefs versus the Bills, I mean, he might he might just be able to turn it on whenever he wants. I mean, going back to 2019, I mean, I think the Chiefs are the ultimate and by like bold, like italicized, bold, increase the font, ultimate team when it comes to just playing and 
playing as hard as you need to, just barely to squeak it out, or just turning it on right when you need to to win the game, letting the team hang around in the game for, for a while, and then killing them in the end. They are the ultimate team at, at just doing just barely what you need to do to win the game. They, like 2019, they came back against the Texans. They came back against the Titans. They came back against the Niners. They did exactly what they, they did, just barely what they needed to do to win the game. Um, and so I, um, I mean, it might be just feeling based. I think Mahomes is going to have a really, really good game. I mean, I think, I think, probably confidence in the team and the offense is building over the last couple of weeks, and and it's AFC Championship week. I mean, they've been here. They've been here every single year. The Ravens have never been here before. They have not, or they haven't been here in a while, I should say. It's been 10 years, 10, 11 years. Lamar has never been here before. There are certain things I will say that you probably get more accustomed to when you when you have been here, um, been here before, let alone six times in the last six years or five. I don't remember. But... Six, six for six. <clears throat> yeah. And, and and so I think um I think like we say, the defense always turns up in the playoffs. I think I think they will have a good idea of how to slow down Lamar as much as possible. Um, enough to keep it a game. I think um, you know, Spag Spagnolo, deep playoff, playoff demon, right? And um MVS made a big made a made a big catch last week. Um, hopefully Miko doesn't screw things up. I think you guys get the point that I am very much so favoring the Chiefs in this one. Um, and I might even want them to win. I think I I like the Chiefs better as a team. Maybe a little bit of a bias there, but I but I mean they the Ravens don't exactly like Hope said, they don't have the best corners. I think Mahomes, if anyone can can be the one to, you know, find a way to fit the ball in, find a way to exploit tight windows, find a way to put the exact touch need on the ball to to fit it into um <clears throat> in between a couple of different defensive players. Um but but like I mean like Asim said, they've got a lot of dogs on their defense. I mean Marlon Humphrey, Kyle Hamilton, PQ, uh oh, Roquan. <clears throat> uh sorry who? Clowney. Yeah, Clowney. I'm not has, has he been has he really been that good? He's been pretty good this year. For real? Okay. Yeah. I just, I just, I always think of him as like just mid tier, but. <laughs> yeah. Oh, two but yeah, things. No, I mean, okay. Oh, yeah, you can go. He's fine. Uh, That's good. I, I was going to say two things. Well, one, I mean, the Chiefs have made it this far into the playoffs, right? At this point, I don't even think they're thinking about the struggles that they had in in the regular season, right? That that's just all behind them, right? They've all the receivers have been able to catch balls, right? Defense has been playing good, offense has been playing complementary, right? Whatever. And so at this point, they're probably not even thinking about how bad they played in in the what's it called in the regular season. They're just worried about the next game, right? As, as they should be. And the next thing is, I mean, you, you've said a lot of guys on uh, on the Ravens defense, right? There, there's a lot of guys on these. Uh, this Chiefs defense that aren't big, big name guys, but can get the job done, right? Like, I mean, the the big name over there is Chris, uh, Chris Jones, right? But they got they got Willie Snead, they got Trent McDuffie, they got Justin well, Reed. Legit, legit, you said Willie Snead. Oh, sorry, uh, Legereus Snead, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they got Willie Gay, right? Bolton, Nick Reed. Bolton, right? Justin Reed, all these, all these guys that can come together and really get the job done for them. And they just got they got Charles Lomena who's been been playing good, right? All all these all these players just get the job done for them. Shout out Lomena who mm-hmm. faithful, forever faithful. Yeah, I, I probably wasn't showing enough love to the Ravens, but 
you know, I, I really don't I don't necessarily love the weapons. I know Mark Andrews is coming back, but it is his first game in a long time after a long injury. Isaiah likely they've been doing a doing a you know a great job filling in, but you know, Zay Flowers, good, great rookie receiver. I still it's I, I just don't really trust the weapons. I don't trust the running back. Um great, great run game with the with the quarterback. You know, the quarterback's playing at a, at a at a high level. I think it's a little bit of a chip on their shoulder that probably everyone this year is saying that Lamar Jackson is better than Mahomes. You know, knowing him, I think he he's the type of guy that probably wants to be called the best quarterback in the league every single year because that's it. That is what he is. Um, whether the team around him is playing good or not. So I think I think Mahomes Mahomes will have that edge along with the the you know wanting to win on the road, like I was saying earlier. I just feel like it's so disrespectful when people say this guy is a better quarterback than him when this guy has zero rings and this guy, Mahomes has two rings, right? Two rings. He's he's kind of already cemented his legacy as like a really good player. Or it's just like what Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, right? Lamar Jackson, all these guys got zero rings. So yeah, I agree. Can, I agree. You, I mean, I think I, I think Lamar, I think Lamar, I think Lamar, I mean, you could probably, I think he, you, it's hard, you know, it's, it's your team around you makes such a big impact. So statistically, he's definitely had a better season statistically and whatnot. And it's easier to see, but yeah, I mean, I just think, you know, I think Mahomes is the better player. Yeah. Better I, player. I think it's, it's a, it's a no brainer. Mahomes is the better quarterback, right? Like it's simply in the fact that Mahomes right now is competing with Brady. Everyone else is competing with Mahomes, right? Mm. It's two different conversations that you have with these quarterbacks, but at the end of the day, the the kind of idea that you're saying is like playoff Mahomes, right? Where he can turn on a switch. He can do exactly what's needed and just enough is an argument which I don't fully buy yet. Maybe it's just because I haven't seen this man enough, but um, also at the same time, I had Mahomes in fantasy. This guy sold so much, so heavy a few weeks, right? I Bad taste in my mouth. But at the end of the day, I think like Lamar has had a better season. And I think that's undeniable. Um, in the last few games, even, um, even in their last playoff games, both of them, right? Um, so I think it's a very strong case for Lamar or people to believe that Lamar can perform better than Mahomes in this game. Um, and that doesn't take away from any of the fact that Mahomes is the, like great, right? He's like the best player that we've seen in a while. Um, but it is, I think it's like slightly disrespectful to the Ravens. If you just go on Mahomes is just so good that they're going to win. And why are they going to win? Cause they have Mahomes. I, I just don't buy that. I think Ravens are more well-rounded. And uh, as I said before, that's my pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, so, the, well, so we had both mentioned. Uh, so, I think both of us want are picking KC to win. We both said um, the Chiefs. The Chiefs defense has has some very good players. I think. I think we we both think that 100%. they will be able. They will be able to, in addition, do enough to slow down the the Ravens offense. And we both kind of mentioned we don't like necessarily the um, the running backs, the the scale position players. Um, and one more thing I wanted to add. So, so my pick is the Chiefs, and I think I think there's going to be a lot of urgency with this game. Maybe I, I think I'm just going off of a, a gut feel. I think the Chiefs are going to come out fast. I think they're going to, I think they're not going to, you know, they're not going to play around this one. They know that the Ravens are not a team that you can play around with. Um, I think they're going to come out fast and and just start scoring right away. I think that might that might pose some problems for the Ravens. Um, and yeah, we'll see we'll see how that goes. Wait, but not... you yourself said that this Chiefs team is not 
the I one to do that. It's like the entire year they've played just well enough to win, right? Their their yeah. their uh, margin of victory is like super small, right? So you can't expect this team to all of a sudden be like, okay, now we're going against one of the best defenses in football. And instead of having a slow start and playing well throughout, we're just going to have like a really strong start, right? I, yes. I don't think. So, so no, I, I get why you don't, I get why you don't see it. I think I've, I've seen enough to know, like, or from what I've, what, I, what I've seen, I've, what I feel the chiefs under, they, they do what they need to do to win. And I think in this game, they know to win this game, they're going to have to start fast. And I think that urgency is going to kick off from the very first snap of the from the game. And I think that's exactly what they need to have a very good game all around. Could, could, could be wrong, of course. I think it's just a gut feel for what I think is going to happen. I, I have a feeling that they're going to start this game fast and, and Mahomes is going to be clicking. I, I expect a very, very good game out of Mahomes in this in this one. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I could I could see that happening because if you remember that championship game against the Bengals where they just came out and they just had three touchdowns and like I know I know that I know they ended up losing that game but they had three touchdowns mm -hmm. on like the first three drives, and like they they just like knew like they to to win that game they needed to come out and score fast because that was a, that was a Bengals team that was just yeah. like probably probably pretty similar to this uh, Ravens team right yeah they're they're physical football team right they have a good defense a solid offense right so yeah yeah. I mean, I, yes. I, obviously, I obviously have the Chiefs, too, in this game. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's kind of a, you know, you, you play to the level of your opponents. They 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 like the big stage. They're they're playing against one of the best teams. And, and it brings the most out of them type of thing for me. That's what I think is going to happen. But, um, <clears throat> okay. So the NFC. Niners hosting the Detroit Lions, 3.30 p.m. Pacific time, immediately after the Chiefs game. What do you guys think? I see you want to start with this one. Yeah. Okay. So I hinted at this before. I think like <clears throat> if you're the Detroit Lions, you need to run the ball. Niners have shown that their run defense is not as good as it was advertised, and you can exploit that, right? Um, and they have two extremely good backs, and that they can cycle through. They'll both be fresh, right? I think Dan Campbell knows this, and they're gonna hit the Niners heavy early on. And if you're the Niners, you understand that Jared Goff is not good under pressure. Everyone knows this, right? And everyone's been trying to pressure them. But the Lions also know this and they have a good O-line, right? So I think that'll be a very interesting matchup to watch. I think those two things will be the largest like difference makers in the game. Um, and we need, we need um, Emery Thomas to play better, right? Uh, but at the end of the day, I have the Niners. I believe in Kyle Shanahan's scheme more. I think that the Lions are a good team, um, but their secondary, as uh, as you were saying before, can definitely be torched, right? Um, so I think if we get Debo back, that'll be huge. I think it'll be a big difference maker, right? All the motion that he introduces. Um, Ayuk needs to have a good game. I think if Debo's not there, Jennings will include more as well. He made some very good catches last week. We'll need the same production out of him again, right? Um, I think this game will be uh, put your head down, play tough football, right? Because that's how both these teams are built, right? Dan Campbell's, that's his whole shtick. Kyle Shanahan's like the nerdier Dan Campbell, basically. But they also have this like, like tough football mentality. So I think it'll be a good game. I got the Niners, right? Um, Ern, what do you think? 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, definitely, like you said, um, pressure Jared Goff. They got a good run game, so it's going to be tough to stop it, as the Niners have definitely shown that they're not they're not as good against the run. Hopefully having Armstead back helps. I mean, um, but yeah, it's, it, I mean, especially with the loss of Cleveland Furl, I mean, he was probably he was probably the best run, maybe along with Bosa, the the best run defending edge player that they had on the team. So that's going to be tough. Chase Young has not exactly been been too too great for the Niners so far. Randy Gregory, same thing. I mean, some of those some of those acquisitions that people thought were going to be so much better kind of have not panned out in the way they'd wanted to. But hopefully, you know, Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw can can um make some make some big time plays and shoot through gaps and get some get some tackles for loss. Um Logan Ryan, who's who was starting in safety last week, um, I think he kind of made a took took a bad angle, took a bad or, or did not did not make the tackle that he probably should have. And that allowed Aaron Jones to take that run where he, you know, he ran left and then busted it out right and went went a long way. So it'll it'll be interesting to see if Logan Ryan gets to start at, at safety or or Jair Brown, um, who they who was I think healthy, but they they opted for Ryan because of Jair's um, inexperience, and you know Logan Ryan has been on Super Bowl teams before. Um, but yeah, interior pressure, Armstead and Hargrave. They've got a they've they've Hargrave. I didn't I didn't see Hargrave last game. Correct me if I'm wrong. I did not even I did not even notice if he was on the field personally. <laughs> So hopefully, hopefully he and Armstead can 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 get through the middle. Their their left guard is out. I, I'm I'm fairly certain he's not going to be playing in this game. They have a backup who I think was playing last year and he has some experience. So it's not the end of the world for the Lions, but you know that that bodes well for getting interior pressure if you're the Niners. So hopefully our our Hargrave can take advantage uh, of that. I want to see some batted balls. Armstead is six seven. Like let's let's. Let's bat the ball down a little bit too. Um, and on, uh, on offense, I mean, the Lions do a pretty good job of stopping the run. So, like you guys both said, you know, these getting getting having pass plays against these corners is is going to be vital. Um, if Debo plays, that'll be it'll be interesting to see. You know how Debo does. Just you know, maybe this is some this is some fan nonsense, but every time someone talks trash about Debo, he kind of he kind of does something about it um, on the field. And, you know, you guys must have seen the Chauncey Gardner-Johnson calling him a running back and saying he can't run routes. I'd be interested to see what happens <clears throat> what happens there. Um, I think Brock Purdy is going to have a good game. I think it's, he's he's going to have a, a bounce back game. It's definitely a very vulnerable cornerback, cornerback duo. Their linebackers are not the greatest either. Um, so, yeah, I think the middle of the field could be open um, against those linebackers. I don't think they'll be – They'll do the best job in in zone against you know crossing routes from Ayuk and 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 in routes from Debo if he plays or or Jennings and whatnot. Uh, um, so I, I expect a big game out of Brock. I think he's gonna. I think if the weather's gonna be uh, clear in Santa Clara. So I I personally I I'm I'm expecting a a big shut up game from Brock. I, I'm excited. I'm honestly genuinely excited to see what the media is going to say after this week, because I truly think he will shut them up. I think he will, will pass the shit out of the ball this week. And he's going to make plays with his arm. I think a lot of things went wrong. And I think a lot of people are going to be surprised about what he does on this big of a stage. I, I trust the mentality of Brock. I trust, I trust his arm. I trust his anticipation. I trust that he's learning. I, I think I think um, 
I think they're going to be ready. And I will say too, it's something to be said about, about Dan Campbell. This is being, this is his first time in this moment. The Niners have one more day of rest than the Detroit Lions. And I, I was hearing, I was listening to Dan Campbell's interview. He was saying, he was saying 4 p.m. on Monday, he was saying, yeah, we haven't gotten to the Niners tape yet. I was, I was busy dealing with some of the stuff from, from last week and, and whatnot. And there's some more media stuff that has to be dealt with because the and it's because it's the NFC Championship. So it is something to be said about Kyle having been here, and he is used to this. He's been here four times out of the last five years. He knows what he needs to do. He can arrange for that. He can plan it. And with that one extra day, they definitely got into the Lions tape before the Lions got into the Niners tape. Yeah. So. So yeah, well, I'm pretty sure that the, the the Lions definitely have some guys on their their roster. I mean, some coaches or whatnot that have probably gone. Yeah. And definitely, that, that, yeah. definitely, yeah, yeah, definitely. But, but you know, it is it is one thing that, that their head coach is that that their head coach is kind of. I, I'm not necessarily he is, but he could be a, maybe a little bit overwhelmed mm-hmm. with it being his first time. Anything, anything you want to add, Hope? Yeah, I know you said something about um, uh, bad angles. That's something that the the 49ers defense can't do against Jamir Gibbs, right? He's gonna. Yeah. He's just gonna run Pat. He's just gonna. We saw him. He, he had a thirty-one yard touchdown against some bad angles this, this past weekend, right? Yeah. So that's why. Really good. Uh, and another thing about you said that um the Lions defense, their centers. I mean, you said one of their guards. I mean, their center is also yeah. kind of banged up. So that's yeah. something, that's something that's something to look at for them. And for me, I mean, just like every other team, right? Whichever defense is able to get more stops, right? Will will usually is able to win the game. And for me, I just, I just think that the Niners will be able to get more stops than the Lions defense due to the Lions secondary, right? Unless if Lions secondary in some universe is able to to um slow down the 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 49ers passing game, but I don't know if that <laughs> I don't see that happening after what Mike Evans did to them last week. So, I mean, I definitely have I definitely have the Niners, right? I see I definitely see Brock Purdy, Brandon Ayuk having the game I thought that they were going to have last week. Happening this week, right? Especially against this vulnerable um, secondary, and I, I just think they'll definitely, they'll just be a better all of, or all around team than they were last week, and they'll definitely show up this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So all three of us are picking Niners, and then, and then we have me and Hope got the Chiefs, and Asim has the Ravens. <clears throat> okay. This, this is going to be some. These are going to be some good games. I mean, these are. These are these are some, I'm really excited to see the the Chiefs Ravens game though. I mean that that's going to be a really fun game to watch. I think. But no, okay. I think I think the I think yeah. the playoffs this year just in general have delivered. I think every mm-hmm. game has been just just fantastic from from like I know from the, the Browns and Texans game to the Bills and Chiefs games last week. I just think every game has delivered. Yeah, yeah, it's been it's been most of the game. There's been very few of you know I, only like maybe the Bills Steelers game. Mm-hmm. Not really, not really fun watch, but it's been, it's been really good. About to be two more good games this weekend. Jared Goff, Jared Goff coming back to Cali. <laughs> I mean, Niners have a had had a little bit of success against Jared Goff, so yeah, true. Yeah, well, let's get another pick six against Jared Goff and Levi's. All right, we'll leave it there then. All right, thanks for tuning in, guys. And um, we'll see you again next week after these two fantastic games. Peace.